even just clicking on this podcast to listen is making a step in the right direction and a step to healing no matter how long it takes you a year ago i was an absolute wreck even if i don't feel it i look at myself in the mirror and i tell myself i'm beautiful i look at even looking at the parts of stuff i hate hot girl walks are my saving grace i have hugged a tree i don't know how people are going to feel about that it's extremely good to realize what's benefiting you and what's not when you're in a bad place now this might be controversial trash tv it's my best friend the next one is an exciting one use it as an opportunity to think this is me bettering my mental health and having fun this is how i went from having panic attacks nearly every day to going weeks without them albie you need to move (laughs) if you are only listening i urge you to watch this right now so for the first time ever i was like let me set up in bed i feel like it'll be really comfortable i'm really bloated and i'm in quite a lot of pain today and the dog has completely bulldozed in <laughs> they do say don't they in like the professional world not to work with animals honestly at least Albie's happy. That's all that matters in this world, is if Albie's okay. You are listening to a conversation with Erin. With me, your host, Erin. This is our safe space to have a conversation about anything, everything, and all in between. There is no conversation that is off limits. So let's get into it. Okay, I'm going to say this and you're all going to hate me. I am so ready for autumn i can't quite stress that enough i would also like to preface i'm in a completely different filming spot and my issue with it when i was setting up it looked like i was setting up to film an adult movie or adult content and i was just like this it looks intense like if somebody walked into my house right now and walked up the stairs for one why are you here but also they would be like whoa what is she doing let me subscribe to that me in a hoodie with a duvet over me in the middle of summer with a hot light on me no windows open sweating so i don't think it'd be very cute for only fans but like if that's what they wanted they could get it but yeah the whole setup is a little bit intense i'm not gonna lie but i do like the idea that we're just sitting having a little bit of a chat and it's very relaxed and i feel very relaxed so it's good vibes i am thinking of getting a new bed frame because this one's really old but also it just doesn't fit the vibe like if you look at this bed and then compare it to like my rattan chair that you see in my other episodes you'd be like yeah hon the vibes don't match like the whole room needs a decoration a decoration it needs to be decorated as i was saying i am so ready for autumn i don't know if you could tell in with me in this big jumper i just think that like i'm over the half-hearted summer if summer was like summer in i think i would be sad for autumn and i'm not thinking about winter because winter like after december so like once christmas and new year is out i get like severe depression (laughs) i go into my slump i'm not i don't thrive however 
we're not thinking about that just thinking about autumn i'm like yes i'm so ready for it i think because the weather's giving autumn vibes most of the time but it is actually sunny today but i'm just not in my summer vibe anymore summer had its chance and it's blown it so yeah i'm just like i'm i've moved on with my life it's sad though isn't it like it concerns me that we've had such a bad summer because i think the world is so clearly being affected by global warming now and in some places it's so extremely hot here it's been very extremely wet and it just is concerning like it concerns me so much i'm not gonna lie to you all gonna be very honest with that so i try not to think about it and in my head i'm like well if it's winter like it'll be less obvious that global warming's happening but i think that's very naive and stupid of me to say and think but summer just scares me now (laughs) because it's either like it's an extreme weather no matter what that is and that's terrifying a terrifying thought do you know what i saw the other day and i was like oh my bloody hell they do kids fitbits now but i don't mean like children's like eight-year-olds fitbits i mean like babies have got this like toy like for like toddlers like a fake fitbit toy and this kid had it in the advert of like the toy had it around its ankle and was like hit your step girl what i was just like surely not and then i did some some research fisher price do a set of toys for babies and it's a protein shake teething toy and a dumbbell rattle Uh, i don't know how i feel about it because it comes for me that comes under the whole giving toys toy guns to kids no my child will never be allowed to play with a toy gun no there's no need for them to if they're of an age where they choose to join the army that's their choice but i'm not in stealing in them to shoot other people apologies if you are a parent and your child does have that toy but when i'm like why are we in stealing in kids like a healthy living's one thing but i just think it just doesn't fit, sit right with me and maybe that's because i have an eating disorder so i think about it slightly differently but it just concerns me that children are like growing up with the whole ten thousand step thing like i didn't know you were supposed to hit ten thousand steps even though that's a made-up concept by a marketing campaign in china years ago anyway so it's not even scientific fact but i didn't even know of that until i was like 14 maybe older so i don't want children to grow up like feeling pressured to hit the gym and stuff like that like protein shakes and hitting the gym and lifting weights doesn't make you healthy it's just a sport like it's no different to trying to make buying your child like a treadmill okay that's a little bit extreme but you know what i mean like instilling your children healthy eating and a healthy relationship with exercise but to me it's just trying to force me on your child i don't know i know i'm probably deep in it but it just really didn't sit right with me it was more the branding than anything else it was just 
not it wasn't a vibe i don't know i'm not a parent so i feel like i'm gonna have parents come at me like i get parenting is the hardest job in the world and there's a reason i'm not a parent now one because i don't have anyone to procreate with but also (laughs) clearly because it's just me and my dog in my bed um but also like even if i did that i'm i'm too selfish i've got more lessons to learn in life yet but my personal thing i just think it's people and i don't even blame parents it's companies trying to profit off of trends that adults are involved in the trends are for adults for a reason it just doesn't sit right with me the last couple of days i'm not gonna lie like this is gonna be a bit of a change change of tune I felt so sad about my PCOS. I don't know why. I've So I've ordered, which should be coming today. I really hope they don't come while I'm filming. I think it's her soul. Free her soul. I've spoke about it on the pod before. I'm sure of it. They do like PCOS supplements. And I constantly see them recommended. I obviously need to be very careful what supplements and stuff I take. Because some can really irritate my um, stomach. But I'm really hoping they work. I'm gonna take them because it's coming up to two and a half years since i last had a period it's just this is gonna sound maybe dramatic but the more time goes by that i haven't had a period i almost feel like someone's saying to me well the less like you're gonna be able to have children naturally and very much like say i might not be able to have children like naturally in terms of you have sex and then a child comes from having sex you know what i mean like no i don't mean like with my body no i mean with my body like yeah um with no interventions there we go everyone knows where babies come from with no interventions but it doesn't mean that saying that doesn't like feel like a stake through my heart i say it because i think it's my way of trying to come to terms with it it is upsetting it's really upsetting like the thought of I don't know just not being able to do that it just breaks my heart and obviously there are other ways I've always wanted to adopt always like if I was in a position to have a couple of my own children and also adopt like that would be the dream and obviously you've got things like IVF and there's fertility treatment and there's lots of different avenues and obviously I'm not at a stage in my life where I'm thinking of having children right now but I also feel like I need to be more in tune with my body in terms of making sure i'm fertile if that's something i want because i am 21 i'm not 17 or 16 like i in the next 10 years hopefully or in the next at least 15 years i want to have a child and i need to start making sure my body is preparing for that considering i'm somebody who will have more trouble potentially i don't know it's just something i've been feeling down about but i also think that's because i have been feeling a lot more anxious lately there wasn't a podcast last friday and i'm so sorry for that but it was literally because i was such an anxious mess last week like i haven't been that anxious for ages i barely spoke to anybody i went really in in myself i kind of just binged watch reality tv for the whole week like I was really unproductive. I was just really not thriving at all. I do have anxiety disorder, so I know that sometimes it's going to raise its head and up than other times. And I was like, I wonder why. 
But then I stopped my steroids a week before, no, a couple of weeks before that. And last time I stopped my steroids, oh, I was not thriving. I'm okay. Albie's like, what was that noise? Can you hear him? I was saying something. Yeah, the last time I stopped my steroids, I really, like, I was quite depressed and anxious. I didn't leave my bedroom for weeks. I didn't go to sixth form for weeks. Like, I was in a really bad way. And I think it was stopping my steroids that triggered that the last time. Because when I felt low because of my mental health since then, um, it's been a much different feeling to that, almost like that chemical that chemical imbalance of just feeling just like you don't want to be here and not really knowing why like I didn't even feel sad I just felt numb and last week felt a little bit like that but I was so anxious so I think it might have been that because I'm feeling back on track now but that brings me on to today's topic are you excited LB we are talking about how I manage my anxiety so how do you manage your anxiety? Just to quickly interrupt the podcast, I'm so sorry. I know this is so annoying, but 90% of you aren't subscribed and I know a lot of you do not follow on Spotify and haven't rated on Spotify. So if you can please, if you're on YouTube, subscribe and also like if you want to, that'd be nice. But also if you're on Spotify, if you could follow, then you'll just know when I've uploaded a new podcast because I'm also doing mini episodes randomly. I'll just drop a mini episode. So it's always good to know. And if you could also rate on Spotify, that would be amazing. Like that'd be so, so, so good. There's always a comment section as well below any of my uploads whether that's on youtube or spotify and also i have a tiktok and an instagram there'll be links below but also you can just search up a conversation with erin and they will appear for you i've done a previous episode of what my um anxiety disorder looks like a bit about anxiety disorders so that is one of the first episodes I think it's episode two so it might be worth checking that out if you don't know much about anxiety but if you come on here for tips yourself you will know what you go through and I'm sending you so much love even just clicking on this podcast to listen is making a step in the right direction and a step to healing no matter how long it takes you it has taken me a year of therapy a year of constant work to get to a place where I can live most days free of severe and like crippling anxiety i'm at a place now where i obviously feel anxious pretty much every day if i'm doing something out of the ordinary i have intrusive thoughts and things like that but i'm in a place now where i can push myself outside my comfort zone and not have a panic attack i can leave the house without having a panic attack so i feel like i'm in a very much i'm in a very good place with my anxiety compared to what i was a year ago a year ago I was an absolute wreck if I'm quite honest I was having a panic attack nearly every day like a severe panic attack so I'm just going to show you my tips of what I do to manage my anxiety because I never think I will live anxiety free anxiety is an emotion anyway and we're all going to feel anxious at points I'm just somebody who has always even before my 
kind of episode last year I was somebody who always had felt heightened anxiety in normal situations so I was always predisposed to it but I now manage it so this is how I went from having panic attacks nearly every day to going weeks without them. My first main tip is how I speak to myself. I'm very kind to myself and that's also how I in how I treat myself. If I'm having a really anxious day I'm obviously very fortunate to be in a position at the minute where I'm not working so I can just potato what is it potato out I don't know but I could just really chill out on the sofa and not go out unless obviously it's walking out in the morning I know that that will change when I work which I'm still applying for nobody wants me still but it's also how I speak to myself I'm very much aware of what I'm saying to myself now I never say I well no I do say I have anxiety but I try not to because I'm not anxiety I don't have anxiety anxiety is a feeling so I will say I feel anxious instead I try to use those sorts of words if I feel this instead of I am this or so I'm not I'm I am anxious I feel anxious and then I really tune into where that is in my body it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy like this is what I've been working on with therapist if I say if when I was saying I have anxiety I was fit like I was then becoming my anxiety so then I didn't have an identity separate which is when it become very like damaging for me but also in the way I speak about my body I really struggle with the way I look I'll be very honest and that causes a lot of my anxiety and even the way I behave like if I'm in a group setting I get very anxious of like are they judging me what are people thinking of me am I coming across well I'm so annoying Erin shut up shut up Erin stop saying that I'm very much I try not to do that and I speak kind of myself after being around people as well that's I find those voices are heightened so I will say things like doesn't matter if they found you annoying they probably didn't and so what you said that (laughs) what's so bad about saying that you didn't hurt anyone and I'll say things like no I, I love the way I look even if I don't feel it I look at myself in the mirror and I tell myself I'm beautiful I look at even looking at the parts of self I hate so like across my stomach especially when I'm bloated I feel so uncomfortable in my body I'm in pain but also looking at my body I do often when I'm bloated look pregnant and I find that really difficult but I just look at myself I'm like I'm beautiful no matter what being bloated doesn't change my value it doesn't change the way I look and even when I'm not bloated I still feel sometimes uncomfortable with my body so by speaking kind to myself I often find that it calms any anxiety and even when I'm having anxiety I just speak to myself I try and talk it through with myself I'm not like why are you feeling anxious stop that you're being so annoying like I don't punish myself for that I'm like okay well let's talk through this together let's work through this together like we don't need to feel those things but if you're feeling those things that is okay and I'm going to accept that and I'm going to accept you for feeling like I speak to myself as though I would speak to somebody else going through that because I would never if somebody was having a panic attack look in their face and go get a grip yet I would do that internally to myself all the time and 
that isn't beneficial it would just make me more anxious so speak kind to yourself say your affirmations every morning and every evening do all of that stuff because it will help you long term because honestly by telling yourself i'm confident i'm brave i'm more than capable of stepping up my comfort zone people like me i'm a good human being if you tell yourself all of those things over time it does sink in it then weighs more than just a pinch of salt because at the start it's just like oh i'm unbearable saying this stuff to myself but it works hot girl walks are my saving grace and to be fair i sometimes listen to her podcast on the hot girl walk my tea has gone warm where i couldn't reach it because of albie I stick on a good podcast, whether that is self-help or a funny podcast. It depends on me, I'm in. So if I'm if, if I'm really, really struggling with anxiety, I will put on a funny podcast because it completely distracts me. But if I'm just feel if I just feel like I need a breather, but to be fair, I go on hot girl walks every day, even when I'm feeling good. It's just something that I desperately try to keep up with and then I'll listen to a more self-help podcast I love a self-help podcast but if I'm feeling anxious they just make me more anxious so my favorite podcasts are Parent in Hell, Happy Hour, Newlyweds, Here for the Crack with Eminem, I love like the Grow with Zoe podcast, Wednesdays we drink wine, High Low with Emrata. now I was never really a fan of Emrata. I'm not sure why obviously saving grace but i tend to watch her podcast same with not my bag also love that but i tend to watch that inside anna's mind actually i've listened to a few episodes of ah um note to self is a great podcast so yeah i'm kind of always looking oh date yourself instead great try not to care great i'm definitely a and again diary of a ceo i watch i don't listen to but I'm such a podcast girly now and I will go for a walk just to listen to a new episode of a podcast. I try and put my big headphones on so it zones out any other sounds. I wear really comfortable clothes. I often go out looking horrific. Like I wear like pyjamas out. I don't really care. And I'll just go for a walk and I'll just completely switch off. Not even like I'll smile at people. And I even sometimes just turn the podcast off and listen to the birds. And like really sit with nature and that sounds mental i know like i have hugged a tree i don't know how people are going to feel about that if i walk past a tree i'll like put my hand on it and like feel its energy Mm, that's exposing myself but i have found it a very grounding experience when i felt really anxious just to hug a tree and like sit with the tree (laughs) please don't judge me honestly i'd 10 out of 10 recommend but yeah, so <laughs> I find that very grounding if I'm feeling really anxious because sometimes I can't even listen to anything because I'm just like, it's too much noise. So I just turn everything off and I just breathe and I sit with nature. You don't need to be a girl to go on a hot girl walk. My next one, and this sounds so basic, but showering and moisturising and those two specifically the first thing that goes if i'm not feeling very mentally well is showering and i can sometimes i think i've been known to go over a week without showering but if i keep regular with my showers and more importantly the moisturizing afterwards i feel so much better in myself 
And if I can keep on top of that, I can normally keep on top of my anxiety. Baths don't do for me what a shower does. Now, I love a bath, but it doesn't feel as cleansing and restoring and refreshing and revitalizing, that's the word, as a shower does. I also have gotten into cold showers recently. At the end of the shower, I'll put it on full cold and I'll just stand under there for a couple of minutes and then turn it off and get out. And I found that that really, like, woof! It puts the um, wind through your butt. I don't know what it does, but it, it does make me feel very good. But yeah, showering and moisturising is, like, so key. I find moisturising just makes me feel like I've done really intense self-care even though I haven't. Don't get me wrong, I love a face mask, I love an eye mask, love like really taking time for myself but that is a once in a six month process for me which might be bad but I just don't find that does the self-care for me that something else would so I think for me moisturising is a very quick way to get that fix. I find afterwards I've done, like, if I do the face mask, I'm like, there's so much better things I could be doing. Like, I get bored of just sitting there with a face mask on. Yeah, I'm not one of those girls. But I am a quick jump in the shower, even if it's 15 minutes, and then moisturise afterwards. And it makes me feel really put together and really in control. I don't know why. And it seems to really help. So make sure you're trying, you're keeping on top of your self-care in terms of your basic self-care. So I would recommend just starting off small. Because I often find people go, you're feeling sad and anxious and like you need a mental health day. Where do this, all this big list of things, face mask, foot mask, moisturiser, eye mask, (laughs) meditate, read, bubble bath, then shower after the bubble bath, then go in for like a fifth bubble bath, like have a 10 step skincare routine. And I think if you're going from barely even being able to shower, that is going to feel like the biggest task in the world so start small with small goals and before you know it it will become your normal routine and it's so it makes it so easy to stay on top of that basic need of cleansing yourself to feel good this won't surprise you by the tree hugging comment but meditating this isn't something that i could do when i was really anxious this is when you haven't had a panic attack for a week or so and you're feeling really good mentally you're feeling quite strong mentally you're feeling you haven't had a severe anxiety episode in a while, you don't feel one coming on, and then you meditate. This has come into my life again recently. I used to love meditating, but when I was really anxious last year, it would just make me more anxious. It would make me a lot more stressed. It would mean I would think a lot more it would make me focus on the negative thoughts not the positive thoughts so it wasn't beneficial to me at all and it's extremely good to realize what's benefiting you and what's not when you're in a bad place and if it's something that's not benefiting you but you're trying to do it for the right reasons just stop it don't force it start with small steps baby steps it's taken me a year to go a few weeks without a panic attack like baby steps are where we're at baby steps are what we love to see they're really really important don't rush into anything and I think for me I tried meditating I realized I'm not ready for this I parked it on a bench 
I've got it back up from the bench and I'm loving it. So I think I'm in the right place for it now because I'm definitely reconnecting with my spirituality again. I feel like I've got space in my mind for it. I feel like I'm ready to develop my mindfulness and my intention a lot more. I'm ready to feel more present. I'm actually, I actually think it's going to benefit me. I live still very much in the future and I think it really helps to bring me into the present moment. I struggle with that because of my anxiety. I just use guided meditations on YouTube. I am thinking of purchasing Headspace because... I need a guided med- I need still that background noise. I'm I'm not sure if it's worth it. It's quite expensive now, isn't it? See, I had it when it was free and I did really like it, but then I deleted it and then it's like it's got really popular. Like this was back in like year eight. But it's so like what, ten years ago? But it's got really popular again. I know that they charge now. And I just I'm not sure. I think I probably will buy it. I don't know if you can do a free trial. I'll have to see. Now, this might be controversial. Trash TV. It's my best friend when I'm feeling anxious. Like I said at the start of the episode, last week I spent most of the week binge watching reality TV and there's nothing wrong. I think reality TV gets such a bad rep and I think it is a bit mind-numbing and you are just want watching the same storyline in every show over and over again but it's so good for me in terms of switching off i can just watch it i can zone out i feel completely in another world i don't need to think about anything it doesn't stress me out i'm not being reminded of world issues it's just nice to have that escape i'm always in my head I, like I said to you, I'm trying to get more present. I'm trying to get more into my body because I live in my mind. I live in my head. I live with lots of voices. So to be able to switch those off, oh, it's so important for me. So I am an avid reality TV watcher. Like I watch an episode of reality TV pretty much every day. But it's my moment to just completely switch off. What I think what I'm trying to say is obviously that's not going to be the same for everyone. But even if it's something that is perceived as bad for you or perceived as not great if it helps you switch off and escape your head and escape that feeling indulge in it obviously don't become addicted to it or obsessed or you know you can't rely on that as a crutch but to give you a little bit of solace in for just a couple of hours or less than go for it no matter what that looks like what that is as long as you're not hurting anybody or yourself no news so i do tune into the news because i like to keep up to date with the world i think it's really important however i do not obsess when my anxiety was at its worst i was looking at the news every five minutes my dad was getting texts let me see if i can find the text i would send to my dad like they would know because they would get a text in the middle of the day and then i would just get like a call or a facetime so like i would send messages like I have a feeling something happened. Is everything okay? And this is something they would get a lot. Like, can you call me, please? What does this mean? I've seen this. What does that mean? Or they'd get screenshots of the news. I sent a screenshot um, of the news. I said, I'm scared. Are we going to die? Dad, what does this mean? Are we going to die? I sent a massive paragraph about Putin. You guys can come to live with me if London gets nuked. Are, oh, are we going to die, do you think? 
Wait, is Ukraine winning? I have a feeling they're going to win. Do you think they'll attack us? I'm slightly scared. Like, now I'm reading it back, it makes no sense. But, at the time, that made sense in my head. Which is why, um, that's a really long-winded way of proving to you that the news is really damaging for me. I think, we live in a world where there's so much negativity and stress on everybody. And... For me, limiting my stress is limiting my time spent on the news because it is a real trigger for me. I'm in a place now where I can look at the news, have a brief idea of what's going on in the world, turn it off, not like take anything to heart or run with anything. But I went, I would say, six months, seven months without looking at the news at all. The news would get turned off if it come on the TV and they were talking about something triggering for me. It was very much like I just hid from it because I had to because I was too fragile to feed into that. I'm now not as fragile so I now don't need to do that but I still don't get consumed by it. I don't think it's good for anybody to be constantly consumed by the news. We're not supposed to be so aware of everything. I think it's extremely important to know about worldly issues in terms of global warming, what is going on in the world in terms of people struggling and how you can help them, and what we can do as individuals to make a change. Learning about things that we as individuals have no control over and cannot make a change about is pointless. It just spirals you, it stresses you out. I don't think anyone should get engrossed in it but especially somebody who suffers from anxiety because you'll just spiral like your brain will just go a million miles an hour which is what happened to me the next one is an exciting one it's fueling my body again this is something i still struggle with slightly not as bad as i did i don't know if i'm ready to make a podcast about um, my eating disorder because i want to make a podcast where i'm in a place where i can give tips and advice and i'm not in that place right now but I find it easier to fight the voice and guess what when you eat more you feel less anxious it's revolutionary one of the reasons my anxiety got so so severe and um, debilitating is because I was barely fueling my body so now we've started to fuel our body more we've started to challenge not very nice thoughts even though that takes time i slowly have become less and less anxious and feel like i can take on the world a lot more easier if feeling my body slips my anxiety slips with it when i think about how i felt with how anxious i was being i then think well i don't want to get like that again so what do i need to do feel my body this can be in lots of different ways it can be in exciting ways it can be in boring ways i know some people love food i am somebody surprisingly despite having an eating disorder who loves food i get a lot of enjoyment out of food which is why my body decided to take it away from me i love food i get a lot of enjoyment out of food i get a lot of enjoyment out of cooking food learning about food baking i'm i've always been very into knowing what i'm putting into my body and how my body works with that i just i love food anything about food i love it some people don't get enjoyment out of food which is fine you don't need to love food as much as i do but it's still important that you feel your body if you don't get any enjoyment out of it just make sure you're eating at least three square meals a day with a couple of snacks thrown in between 
or like three big square meals or three square meals with two snacks and you're drinking two liters of water just so you're able to run you would never make a car drive with no petrol in it because it wouldn't go so why we think it's okay to drive around in our bodies without giving them the petrol is beyond me we need to make sure our petrol petrol tank is filled up so we can work as hard as we can and we want to so yeah make sure you're fueling your body if you get enjoyment out of food great use it as an opportunity to think this is me bettering my mental health and having fun amazing and if you don't get enjoyment out of food just think this is a way for me to keep running keep doing what i love doing eating this food is giving me the opportunity to do exactly what i want to do and what i enjoy so food's a blessing we're supposed to be having it we're supposed to consume it the next thing is something that i've been doing a lot more recently and it's boundary myself i'm an empath what you're giving out energetically and emotionally i am consuming i'm taking on and i'm becoming being an empath means i get very drained socially but it also means that i want to fix and help everyone because i can feel your pain i don't want you feeling that pain i'm going to fix you from feeling that pain when you are somebody who has empath an empathic nature you need to be so careful about boundarying yourself because you become drained so easily and it was making my anxiety so much worse for such a long time i now have my boundaries up i tell people my boundaries and it's uncomfortable i have to say look i don't need to deal with this i can't deal with this i want to be there for you but right now i can't give you what you need and it's just going to damage both of us let me help you in other ways I'm better at doing that with my parents than I am with anybody else. I am better at saying to them, look, I'm really sorry, this is me putting my boundaries in place. I can't, like, do this right now. And I think they're learning to cope with it. With people I struggle to communicate that with, I just shut myself off from them for a couple of weeks. I recharge, go back out there. I think I'm getting better at learning how to tell people my boundaries. But I also struggle with that quite a lot. I think not learning you can't fix everyone is the first step. And I can't fix every problem. I also am very fortunate I've got people in my life that respect me. And we respect each other and there's a mutual respect there. Because if they said to me, I'm really struggling today, I just can't deal with that. I would respect that and back off vice versa i've also got people who are very aware of my mental health difficulties and how i have had to start boundary myself so i'm very very lucky and i know that and i know i'm very privileged to have that opportunity to say enough's enough boundary also comes from who i spend my time with my circle is tiny i've protected my peace a little too much i'll be honest but i don't share my energy and my time and my space with anybody i've got my best friend kira i've got a couple of other friends but people will not get a response from me for a week and that feels so and it is rude i'll be honest it's rude but 
I get emotionally drained and mentally drained so quickly that even responding to a message is like tipping me over the edge. So anything to keep myself from teetering over being too emotionally tired or emotionally drained, if it means that a message doesn't get responded to for a week, unfortunately that's the case. In the past I'd be beating myself up about that and hopefully one day I can be at a place where I can start looking after everyone else mentally but I can't do that right now I'm not mentally strong enough and you need to admit that to yourself that I'm just I'm not I wouldn't be helpful if I was doing that I'd be doing it for the wrong reasons and I wouldn't be helpful so you just need to learn your social battery and be really kind this is again talking kind to yourself be kind to yourself you wouldn't beat anyone else up for that so don't beat yourself up for it. I hope I explained that well. Number nine is reading. Reading is my own little escape. I love reading. I'm currently reading Malibu Rising. I've been reading it for a while, but I'm so obsessed with it. It's such a good book. I think it's a 10 out of 10 book, would recommend. And reading any book, it's just such an escape, similar to the reality TV. But I feel like I'm actually like itching my brain. Like I'm using my brain, but also completely dissociating from the real world so yeah reading's such a little escape for me anything that again can give my mind a rest from racing and thinking a million one things at once we will do number 10 is for when you are starting to feel more stronger mentally and you feel less anxious and you feel like you you can do your everyday life without getting anxious or overwhelmed and it's pushing your actually pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. I'm now at a stage where I've started to do this a lot more and I've found benefits from it so much. I did it just this weekend. I last week I was supposed to go to a spiritualist church and I think because I was so anxious about it, we kind of just like put it into the back of our minds and got busy doing something else we didn't end up going and I was so relieved but also so disappointed because I really wanted to go and I was just like <sighs> I really wanted to go but I got so anxious that I just couldn't think of anything worse than going and then I went this week and it was completely out of my comfort zone nothing I've ever done before something I've always wanted to do but never felt like I could it just the idea made me so anxious but being there was the most healing and incredible thing I come out me and mum are gonna go again we're gonna go regularly and it was just amazing like it was so amazing I had to push myself out of my comfort zone to go and by doing that I feel so confident I'm going to a tarot reading in a couple of weeks and I feel more than okay about going to that I feel really excited I don't feel nervous anymore so even if it's just going to the shops by yourself or walking to the end of the road by yourself by doing little things that push yourself out your comfort zone they're giving you a little bit of faith in yourself a little bit of confidence they're showing you that you are capable and then the minute that that you push yourself out your comfort zone and that becomes normal you can push yourself out your comfort zone again and you can keep doing it keep doing it keep doing it till you're as far out your comfort zone as you want to go you never need to go more than you want to so I know I want to go traveling I've always wanted to go traveling that is so far out of my comfort zone but nobody's telling me to go that far out if that makes sense like if 
you're being like your comfort zone is going to the shops and you're more than happy with your life by that being your out of your comfort zone that's amazing but i would never hold a gun to your head and say go on go traveling by yourself but because that's something i want to do i just need to push myself a little bit harder at my comfort zone but honestly it's such a rewarding thing and it has helped my anxiety the most out of everything i've done pushing myself up my comfort zone even with food like even with food that i'm eating because i'm very adventurous of what i eat however my eating disorder stops me in terms of the very basic things like cake and sugared syrups and like takeaways and stuff like that so for me with food i'm more than happy to have like a whole squid in a restaurant that isn't out of my comfort zone but eating a slice of cake is if that makes sense so for me even eating a slice of cake is like that's such a rewarding experience it's terrifying but then afterwards i'm like i did that i could do that easily of course i could but you know what i mean like just any write a list of things about your comfort zone that are very 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 reachable and i promise you when you feel ready just do it your body your mind will be telling you not to but you will know when you're ready you'll know when it's just your anxiety talking and not your body going you're not ready for this it helps to do that with people as well i find that if i'm with somebody it does help and then slowly i'll build up to doing it by myself and then finally being surrounded by the right people this is very this is very similar to boundary myself but making sure i'm surrounded by people that make me feel confident that make me feel loved that make me feel valued is been the key to my recovery and me continuing to recover it's meant that i there's no judgment from anybody but myself and that helps massively it takes the pressure off me it makes me feel like i'm not stupid like i'm not undervalued like it makes me feel valued it makes me feel like my thoughts even though they might be irrational they're not stupid and i shouldn't be embarrassed by them so yeah make sure you're surrounded by good people that aren't fueling your anxious thoughts or your anxious behaviors but are helping you heal but also not putting pressure on yourself and i know again that's easier said than done but i do think it's extremely important that you are surrounded by good people so that is my main tips of how i manage my anxiety i hope that you can take something from this episode i've i found it very insightful to sit down and make a list because i don't think i realized how much i was actually doing that supported my continual recovery of my anxiety and it's actually quite crazy that your body creates well your mind and your body creates those coping mechanism mechanisms along the way to get you through and to help push you i guess it we're moving on to three gratitudes my first gratitude is the fact that albie moves so i'm in a more comfortable position my second gratitude is the fact that it's a new moon tomorrow i feel very like 
I love the new moon energy. I absolutely bloody love a new moon energy. And I've already started to feel that now. So I'm very grateful for that. It makes me feel like all like I can do anything. It makes me feel really confident. I think it's in Leo as well, which would make so much more sense. I'm also grateful for the fact that Albie has not barked once this whole podcast. And normally he does show off when I film a podcast. So I'm very grateful for that because my dad's playing golf. So I have Albie. And my hopes for the future is I'm seeing Kira tomorrow. So I hope that we have a fun time because I haven't seen her in ages. But I want to thank you all so much for listening, watching on Spotify or YouTube. I'm absolutely sweating. This room is so hot. So I'm going to go down and get myself a drink. Um, But yeah. I hope you've taken take something from this and I'll see you all very soon.